I show up to go to your lunch thing, your luncheon, and I had dried my hair, sort of. Like, I put a towel on my hair and quickly, and then I just went down to the lobby. And I'm standing with two or three of your friends, who are also my friends, and the one guy just goes, dude, I wasn't going to say anything, but you are soaking wet. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you weren't even going to dry your hair. Like, you weren't even going to try. And then your other friends started defending me. They're like, well, dude, you, you really didn't try that hard not to say it, apparently, because you said it immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. All right. Lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I am Julio Gallarotti. Yes, you, you are. you want to be fucking really annoying about oh. it. <laughs> oh. Spicy. Gallarotti would suffice, and that's yeah. how I say it. Uh, I'm joined by Francis Ellis, the man himself. What's Here up, I dude? am, pal. Good to see you. How are you? I'm well. I like that Kith sweatshirt. Thanks, man. It's a nice little, little material. waffly. If you want to waffly, hear something fun, waffly. Hillary and I share it. Oh. Huh. We both wear it. Is that right? We have shared items. This is one of them. We also have a couple pairs of sunglasses, which we share. Wow. That's very cost effective. <laughs> it's also fun. Now, do you ever get into tiffs over, say, she wanted to wear that today and you did too? We've had discussions. We've never gotten into a tiff. One will immediately sort of defer. I'd be like, oh, can I, can, I was going to wear that today. Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Uh-huh. It's, you know. <laughs> okay, so you you both are you you pretty much do defer to the other. Yeah, because chances are I was just like pulling it off the rack, uh-huh. and so it's funny. I'm starting to like realize I have this like reputation of sort of just kind of being disheveled. I'm not like disheveled, but I'm like you know I kind of just like play it as it lies. Mm. I just let my hair dry. However, I sort of wear whatever. Uh, I wouldn't call myself dirty at all. I bathe a lot. <laughs> I bathe regularly. Um, That's I, exactly what a dirty guy would say. I have a skincare regimen. I, I'm not smelly. Um, you know, I'm not like, but but it's funny. I'll hear, and, and there's a good example from your wedding. And maybe I'm just in my own head about this because I've never thought about this before. But I show up to go to your lunch thing, your luncheon, mm. which was sort of like a, an, a late breakfast. Yeah. And I had dried my hair, sort of. Like I put a towel on my hair and quickly and then i just went down to the lobby and i'm standing with two or three of your friends who are also my friends and the one guy just goes dude i wasn't gonna say anything but you are soaking wet (laughs) (laughs) he's like you weren't even gonna dry your hair like you weren't even gonna try and then your other friends started defending me they're like well dude you you really didn't try that hard not to say it apparently because you said it immediately (laughs) (laughs) because he just said it (laughs) i'm like dude i'm not that wet i'm like Dude, this is crazy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then I like I saw him in the airport then too, and like for some reason I was just like I had like an extra bag to like put. I don't even know why, but it was like a plastic bag, and I was like, oh god, I'm like here I am again, just like living up to my reputation, just like looking like a homeless person in the airport. <laughs> Dude, yeah, it was like insane uh, timing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I wanted to get that in there. I have one other thing about your wedding that Please, I have to share. Come on. So when the boat thing happened. Where I wore the wrong thing. 
I didn't that. wear the wrong thing. I didn't wear the exact right thing. I don't know that there was a right thing. I wouldn't have allowed there to be a right thing. If it were an assignment, I would have gotten a C plus. Mm-mm. Maybe a C. I think Maybe everyone wore their own individual flair, and I am so grateful for it. We are not a couple that expects people to just exist in a box of our own folding. Fine, but I want to play by the rules because it's fun and festive. And I was in a minor oversight. Anyway, yeah. I then realized that my wardrobe didn't fully match the groomsman description. And I began to panic. Oh. Because it was blue suit, white shirt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, great. And one of the emails said brown shoes, but the other didn't. Yeah. And I might have missed or, or something. So now I was like, oh, God, I don't have brown shoes. Oh, boy. I hope no one notices. Oh. And then I was like, okay, but since I'm giving like the speech at the wedding, is this me like putting the Captain C on my varsity jacket? Oh. <laughs> by, by wearing the blue suit? By wearing the blue shoes? <laughs> Am I just like slightly differentiating myself uh-huh. because I have like a special task? And then nobody gave me shit. So that I just wanted to get So confess. what color shoes did you have I on? I had blue suede shoes. Wow, I didn't even notice. Good. And it goes, it's Good. another Shawshank Redemption moment. Yeah. <laughs> How often do you look at a man's shoes? Right. The right. fact that he walked out of the warden's office wearing his perfectly shined spiff shoes. I know. Pretty daring. Yeah, dude, that's good. Another Shawshank. Yeah. A lot of Shawshank. But you realize it. You never look at a man's shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And yet we put so much stock into the shoes we wear. Yeah. Okay, last thing, last thing, last thing. One more thing. Please. Dude, I got my haircut for your wedding special, and I didn't realize it, but they gave me a fucking mullet. I showed up to Ooh. your... I went, I go to this like Japanese place, which I'm not going to go to anymore. Japanica? <laughs> no, it's a Japanese <laughs> haircut place. Uh. And they cut... They give me a mullet every time. And every time, I don't realize. And they're like, you want to do scissor cut? And I'm like, yeah, but like the back, we can like, you know... And I guess we can like you know doesn't necessarily translate. We that can well. like you know. <laughs> I don't I do this, know what I, do I would. Motion. That doesn't really translate know, in English either. So they don't use this, they don't use a buzzer at all. Uh-huh. And then I end up with a full fucking mullet, dude. Hillary had to cut my hair in the bathroom, and she kept stabbing <laughs> my neck <laughs> and and laughing. And I'm like, and, and dude, she finally stabbed my neck to the point where I actually let out a burst of rage. Greater than any burst of rage that I've ever let out of my entire life. Wow. And she didn't even acknowledge it. And later I did. And she goes, I would like to forget that. Oh, my goodness. Dude, I, I, my arms went up and I bashed them on the countertop. Oh, my God. And not, not, as in, not at her, but just no, out of, of the fucking frustration of continuing to be stabbed by these little scissors. Yeah. And I went, Yeah, like, you King Konged it. And I was like, fuck. And I was like, wow, it's like the biggest temper tantrum outburst I've ever thrown in my life. In your whole, in my life? whole life, I really I don't have a temper really. I'm wow. not a guy with a temper. Well, good for you. That's all. That's it. Those are my. <laughs> those are my. Fu- those are my little confessions. I had to get those things uh, off my chest. I got a haircut a week before the wedding, which I thought was going to be the right move, and it wasn't. Uh, why you didn't think it grew? I well? needed two weeks. Dude, since yeah, since you've been back, you have this like glow to you. This you hair do. right now, and my touch of sun from Mozambique. Uh, I'm I'm peaking, and I unfortunately I was peaking Mozambique. for my appearance on Fox News. Oh my god, dude! That's what I was. What peaking a crush! For. What a crush, dude! By the way, I saw you on that, and then I saw you like on a barstool clip. I forget what show you were on, and your hair was like a little. You were doing a little thing with it, where it was like a little like 
okay, like yeah, ooh, you danger. know, like ooh, you look like the guy ooh. at the haircut store. You yeah. know, how they have the picture of the guy. Yeah, with the, like, yeah. And I was like, I, dude, for a second, I was like, damn. I was like, do I even know that guy anymore? Dude? I, was like, <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is that guy? I was like, I hope he's the same guy, His dude. Hair is must. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. Um, Household. <laughs> Okay, no. so dude, we have to talk about Fox News. Okay, let's you talk about Fox News. You can't just bring that up News. and not talk about it. Okay. And we need to talk about your honeymoon. We have a lot we need to talk about. Yeah, it's okay. We let's, got plenty of podcast episodes to do. Your Fox News appearance <laughs> was so funny. Dude, I watched it last night. Like, I took a break. I was at the, like, stand anniversary party, and mm. I took a lap to get a Red Bull because I had a 2 a.m. spot. <laughs> um, and I watched the video, and it was just, like, the culmination of, like, your brand of humor, like, it was perfect on display it's perfect yeah. that it was fox news yeah. because it allowed you to sort of like tap into the satirical angle and you got all your like all your francis gags in there where you're like towing the line of reality you like kind of can't tell dude it was a masterpiece oh thank and you, you looked dude. great thank you yeah yeah it, it uh was a very uh, f- very exciting you never know when um as in our careers it's funny because you've had big moments mm-hmm. and after them, a lot of the time I have to be the one to stop you yeah. and be like, that was big yeah. and yeah. you need to be proud of it and celebrate it. But I have the same thing where I've had big moments and sort of you blow by them and you cut or you think, well, this wasn't that big of a deal deal or I still haven't gotten across the finish line yet. But I've had, I would say two moments weirdly in the last couple of years specifically that made me think oh i need to celebrate that Mm -hmm. one was when ellen degeneres called me. oh dude that was so (laughs) sick yeah that was so can you like quickly give the if we we have new about that if we have new listeners can we give them a quick rundown about that yeah uh ellen degeneres (laughs) when when i was writing at bro bible um you know, all that stuff was coming out about her, about her and how her, she wasn't as nice as everyone thought and that her workplace wasn't a very nice place to work. And then it was the whole world just started piling on because when, when we start to get a, a scent of blood about someone we've revered for decades, uh, oh, oh, no, now we can take them down. They've had it too good for too long and let's all pile on. That's just what we do. We tear down our idols and everyone loves to throw rocks at the, uh, the the fallen hero. So um, Ellen, you know, was getting it from all sides. And in, even there was this article about like a New York, uh, about in the New York Post about a, a, a bodyguard that she'd hired to look after her at the Oscars she was mm. hosting, who came out and said she didn't even ask him his name and wouldn't make eye contact with him. And basically like, you know, was complaining that she was this uh, superior kind of celebrity fucking boo fucking who and i wrote this blog being like i can't be- are, are we really at a point where our fucking bodyguards are complaining that the people who have hired them don't know their names like what are we talking about <laughs> that's so pathetic <laughs> like this is why you got to hire your bodyguards from israel they don't ask they don't care their feelings aren't hurt if you're not looking them in the eye like do your fucking job guy um and i was like and you know oh she's not as nice as people think like what a surprise like you know she's been playing a character wow you know and you know fucking jurassic park wasn't real either can you believe it like whatever somehow ellen's executive producer saw the blog showed it to her she liked it he reached out to me asked me for my number and then the next morning i'm up in maine 
This is when we were quarantining. This is like deep pandemic. Deep vibes. first, you know, probably like March. April or May or, yeah, of April, 2020. Yeah. No end in sight. Dark times. I get a call from an unlisted number, a block number. I pick it up and it's Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Dude, that's so insane. And we talked for half an hour. And uh, <laughs> it was incredible. Um, Unreal, bro. Because she's just sort of in that caliber of... It's like to me, it's a little bit like getting a call from Oprah or somebody, you know, like uh, somebody who's just so prominent and has been so good for so long, and she's an amazing stand-up, and I don't know, she's an icon. Also, by the way, I told this story a couple of times when we were in Rwanda because she has a huge, oh, interesting, uh, presence in the conservation of the gorillas ah, over there. Crazy, and we actually drove by. Her conservancy. She's got this big center for research, and cool. uh, they've put you know they've she's given like twelve million dollars into the community to provide jobs for people that work in the in the conservation of the gorillas, and she's hugely involved in it. So she's big. Everyone knows her and adores her over there. Interesting. Um, but anyway, that that was one yeah. of the moments, and then another moment was weirdly going on fox news dude can night. i say one thing too real quick about this so it's sort of become this thing where like comedians will go on local news and sort of like troll their interview which is like it's important to toe the line between being disrespectful and yeah. being funny which i don't to be honest i don't know that everybody does that well Agreed. typically and i sometimes i'm like that was funny but also that's like kind of rude but I agree. whatever um i understand they want to sell tickets and they want to be funny whatever so the uh this to me is the ultimate, this is like the 12-inch dick of like comedian news interviews. <laughs> I'm serious, because it's like national news too. Yeah. And like, it's something funny, and like, I thought you really handled it very, dude, you looked really good. Someone <laughs> needs to hire you, bro. You look beautiful. You, I was like, wow, like Francis could end up being like a fucking late night, like whatever host oh, or something. Thank you. You really look good. Dude, I guarantee, if there were like active comments on that, the amount of people who'd be like, ooh, who's that? <laughs> Bro, you look like a snack, dude. I wore I wore a suit. Um, I this all stemmed, by the way, from the fact that Barstool uh, posted my shoulder traffic stopping video oh, yeah. again, and it went viral again. Um, and a bunch of interesting people actually saw it, including the Booker for Jesse Waters primetime on Fox News. They hit me up, said they love it. They want me to come in and talk about it. Um, Amazing. Which I was all too excited to do. But another person who hit me up and said they loved it, <laughs> Cousin Greg from Succession. No way. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. That guy's the fucking man. Yeah, dude. he DM'd me. And he was like, uh, this, he was like, dude, you're too fucking good. Your brain is awesome or something. Oh, man. And then we went back and forth. <laughs> That's amazing. And then, dude, oh my God, I don't know why I did this, but we were going back in such a familiar way. Like the conversation kept going that on, sure enough, on Saturday night, we were having people over for like a cookout. And you we had him over? Dude, out of nowhere, I was just like, yo, dude, I don't know if you're in New York, but <laughs> come to <laughs> like, oh shit, I was about to say our address. <laughs> Uh, maybe bleep that. Um, anyway, I was like, come to our... And I gave him my address. was like, we're having a cookout with very grounded, normal people. It'll be really fun. 
felt the need to be like, there's not going to be any no, weird fans no there. Here, dude, yeah. yeah. But meanwhile, I'm inviting a guy to dinner that I've never met yeah. before. It's like, I'm the weird fan. No, it's all right. He um, hit you up first, bro. Yeah, but then he hit me up. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I missed this. Like, I'm in Norway right now. That's and I was sick. like, oh, cool, cool. We'll do, we'll do it when you're back. <laughs> yeah, dude, awesome. <laughs> it's like, why did I do that? That's great. Um, I like that you did that. I think we need to be doing things like that more often in life. I like, agree. The assumption that like someone's too cool for you or something, you're usually wrong. Yeah. You know, you should just go, go up there, fucking stick your chest out and, and, and hang with the big boys. Yeah. I, um, will say that I am of nowhere of any, I wouldn't say that I'm of any kind of celebrity caliber, but every once in a while, someone will be like, hit me up and be like, I don't know if you're, I'm sure you wouldn't want to do this, but like we are doing this and it could be kind of fun. And I have started to take people up on that more and go to interesting things. And I've on the road, especially like when I go play golf with a couple of fans or whatever, I've had some phenomenal experiences with some people. Sam, I love hanging with the the fans, dude. And I think that, you know, as long as it's listen, they're like, this must be weird, right? Like they feel weird sometimes. And it's like, no, like, first of all, that's a good instinct. But no, it's not weird. This is what this is. Yeah. Like, I feel, um, I'm like, this is what this is. Like, as long as you're okay with it, I'm certainly okay with it. Yeah. Like, we have this bizarre relationship, but it is a relationship that cannot be ignored. So as long as you're going to be a good person and, like, be a good time and, like, be nice, like, I'm down to hang. By the way, this is exactly, eerily to me, the conversation that would be had between a guy and a girlfriend who have been friends for a very, very long time and then hook up for the first time. Uh This is what this is, you know. It's not weird. It's not weird for me. It's not weird. We've had this relationship for a long, long time. Like, you know, yeah. I'm down to. I'm down to see where this goes. Yeah. Like, whatever. Um, Dude, I I have to continue to hammer this point home. The rule of threads matching hoodie and jogger combo is just one of the most swag things you can rock. Sure is. It's sure damn is. Really, really sick. Sure damn is. <laughs> Comfortable, cool. Really good colors. You can wear it to most occasions, and it's a flex. It is a flex. It's that kind of thing where it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go out in sweats, but because they're these cool matching rule of threads, it looks intentional and therefore not schlubby. Yeah. But schleek. Looks, Sh- schleek. Looks kind of schleek. <laughs> Dude, it's re- it, it just it fits perfectly. Uh, and like to your point, it's it feels casual, but doesn't look casual. Bingo. You know what I mean? It doesn't look too casual. Like It's almost like the modern superhero outfit. Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah that works for me. It's re- uh, dude, you guys need to get your hands on some of these clean premium menswear basics. Bingo. Rule Threads makes the best gear in town. Go to rulethreads.com. Use promo code OOPS. 15% off of your order. Get laced up. Dress to impress. Do the damn thing. Rulethreads.com. Dude, complete right turn. Our pal Hannah Burner was saying some very nice things about you last night. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. She was saying how, and I thought this is worth sharing because I agree with her. She was saying how you being you being back in uh, being back here at Barstool um, is like a direct product of how well and like classily you handled your entire situation through oh. the whole thing. Like you easily could have like been spiteful or rude or like done things that just like wouldn't have sat well and like burned bridges here and you did not do that. Yeah. And she was just like, wow, she's like, he, he just played the long game so well. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think it's, uh, I appreciate that, Hannah. Um, <laughs> I think it's easy to say that now. I, 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 and I don't know that, you know, we, and we've 
talked about this. It's bunch. just your general approach, though. You weren't being calculated. You were just like, yeah, I was wrong. That was wrong. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not mad at anybody about it. Yeah. And you know something, dude? Uh, our good friend Shane Gillis just had a really cool, very long piece come out about him in The New Yorker. Wow. Which is a huge profile about him, which spoke similarly, where when, you know, he got his fall from SNL thing happened. Um, and he would go on Rogan and everyone would kind of try to co-opt him into being this figure of cancel culture and, mm-hmm. oh, look, you know, all that. And he would go, stop. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a victim. I said some wild shit. I'm going to keep saying wild shit. This is just who I am and these are the consequences and I'm going to live with it. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that approach. For me, the whole Barstool thing was always like, well, yeah, why would why make enemies? You know, why it's so much easier to find work and be employable if you have not made unnecessary enemies. Mm -hmm. And beyond that, more importantly, I, I, Barstool didn't do anything wrong Mm -hmm. when, when that happened. That was all me. So, uh, yeah, I, you know, what, why would I, if to to have said anything negative about them would have come off to me as like petty mm-hmm. and pathetic and whiny. Yeah, yeah. Indeed, you got to just yeah. man up and fucking keep moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway, so here we are. Yeah, full circle. That's very nice of Hannah Burner. Um, Fox News. Fox News. Shoulder video. They saw it. Wanted me to come on the show. So, uh. I'll say it. I'm not exactly a conservative. <laughs> I'm not exactly uh, a very political-minded person, one way or the other. Um, I I I know Fox News definitely has a pretty right-leaning slant, um, and so I was a little nervous going mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. that I was going to be used as a Right, they were going to start getting you to say, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, so- like a part of their narrative, <laughs> you know. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I hope they don't try to co-opt me into yes-anding some kind of right, right. political agenda. Right. Um, and my defense, therefore, <clears throat> therefore, heading in there was to just say, like, I'm not going to be serious at all. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be mock serious and uh, it, it sort of inflate what I'm saying to such an absurd level that nobody could take it seriously. Yeah, dude. You know, so you know what's funny? Someone someone said to me, they're like, "It's a really good thing that it's live," and I was like, "It's live." Yeah. They're like, yeah, it's really good. I was like, "No, it's that's not good. No, that's very, very, very bad." It was scary. <laughs> I was like, "That could be." She's like, "No, I just mean they can't like edit it." I was like, "That's a good point," but like. Francis is definitely a okay. Let's go over what I said, kind of guy. Yes. As opposed, yeah. To- <laughs> yeah, you know that about me. As opposed to, uh, I'm going to say it right the first time, guy. Yeah. So I was like, oh god, I hope he fucking. But dude, the icing on the cake for me in the interview was like when you snuck the Harvard joke in. Oh, that was yeah. the knockout punch, bro. That put me down. Yeah. I was toast, dude. I was like, oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, the very first. So he didn't prep. I didn't get prepped yeah. at all. I mean, I put on a suit. They didn't tell me what to wear i decided you to didn't wear get styled no you looked as if you'd been styled i the it's funny i um i walked in 
and you know there's it's the Fox News building. Yeah. It's like right across from 30 Rock, Crazy. 6th Avenue, soaring epicenter of media yeah. in America. Yeah. Uh the biggest, you know, news network, most watched news network in America. Is it? I think so. Interesting. Pretty confident Interesting. that Fox is. And I go in and I'm thinking I'm okay, I'm going to get like ushered up to some lofty floor and mm. there will be hair and makeup and all this and the guy at the front desk is like oh you're here going on the show okay um i'll just and then the producer came down or came down i say and it was on the ground floor mm. so we just turned left and went through some big doors and then all of a sudden we were like here you are there it is there you go pal Damn. so i'm waiting in this waiting room the show's on i can see it you know and i'm watching it unfold and i don't think that this is unfair to say but it was a lot of stories about crime and anarchy and another another shooting another this here's a here's a video of a hatchet attack that happened <laughs> at like a McDonald's today and you know sort of blaming the lack of law and order a little bit on the democrats and mm-hmm. all of this and and I'm thinking oh god I see exactly where this is going they're going to end the show with this segment about me who even in these dark troubled times that are led by our incompetent leader one hero stood up against the fray mm-hmm. and like somehow my traffic video is going to fit perfectly in with that narrative is that what happened well kind of they brought me on and fortunately didn't do that at all okay. they let it sort of stand alone got it, got it. they were they were playing up the funny side yeah, of it yeah. he was in on the joke he got it yeah he totally got it and then he had me on and gave me some like some questions that again i had no prep some of them were a little challenging i thought the pregnant woman question was it was a challenging but one. that was the very first one and fortunately i nailed that i thought out of the gate to set my tone which was he was like okay let's say that you're doing this you're stopping these cars in the shoulder and there's a pregnant woman in in labor behind you uh, what about that? And I go, well, I would say to those people, you had a <laughs> pretty bad birth plan. Yeah. <laughs> like if that, if you're banking on, you know, shoulder <laughs> to be getting to the hospital or whatever, like you don't clearly haven't thought about your pregnancy. You know? Also, the driver should just fucking get out and knock on your window, in, in which case you would make an exception and move. I mean, if anyone started to even hint at getting out of the car, I would move back in. <laughs> Yeah, or they were like, ah, oh, pregnant, yell, like, help, help. I'd be like, yeah, no problem, that's an emergency. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it was really fun, it was nerve-wracking. It's hard to be funny fast and live. Yeah, yeah. Um, with no rehearsal or you no writing. You warmed up with the goose thing. That was your warm-up. What did I say? Remember the goose story? Yeah. That was a good warm-up. But that was long yeah. That was a longer interview yeah, yeah. where you like not every every right, word I had said I was trying to be funny. You on, ki- dude, you killed on Fox News. Thank you. It's so um, funny. And you know, I tried to I sent it to my parents. <laughs> are you are you going to post that on your stuff? I just blogged it. I want I'll, I want to figure out how to post the whole clip on my Instagram yeah. and stuff like you that. You just get you can do that for sure. Can I just rip it? Yep. Really? Yeah. They're okay with that? Fox yeah. News? I mean, you went on You're this You're not like making show. money off it. Yeah, yeah. you can. I think interesting. Can. Interesting. Um, yeah. Sick. So then I will do that. That's interesting. Um, 
So yeah, so it was really fun. Uh, and then I went to the stand, and uh, yeah, dude, it's just been a fucking world. Sometimes when it just it just rains, it yeah, pours. Yeah, you know what I mean? I know. It's, dude, you love to see it. I try not to take for granted just like how dynamic my my life has been these days, and hope I can keep the fun rolling. You know, mm-hmm. it's a good time. Hell yeah, it's great. Yeah, so that was Fox News. Um, can I tell you some some uh, stuff, stuff about the honeymoon? Yeah. So let's okay. So the day after your wedding. Is when you departed. We left. That evening. Yes. Out of Boston. Nope. No. New York. We flew from Portland to New Uh, York. Got it, got it, got it. To take the Qatar Airways. Oh, we were on your fucking flight. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was so fun. That was fun. A little little wash in the the flight count. Yeah, yeah. It's a wash. Wash. Washed it out. (laughs) We... Tried to get on an earlier flight, uh-huh. and we were unable to. So then we literally Ubered back to the city and then back to the airport again. No way. Which is crazy. Damn. Um Okay, so you were flying. So you flew from Portland to New York, and then you were departing. And then we had a like a three or four hour layover in JFK, but there was a really nice lounge that we were Solid. chilling in, uh, which was great. And that was the first moment where we could just take a breath yeah. from the wedding. And we kind of realized, whoa, we're tired. And when we got on the flight... Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Qatar Airways Q Suite. Wow, buddy boy! Wow, <laughs> treat! Wow, is it its own floor? No, it's only a Boeing seven seven seven. Got it. So it's it, in the front of the plane. There's no first class. It's just the Q Suite's business yes, class, yes. and then coach behind that. Got it. Um, so first class is different than business class in that regard. No, no, it's the same thing. There yeah. is no first class. Got it. Got it. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> but you know, you get on the plane. They tell you to go come this way, and you there's mm. you know there's like eight flight attendants assigned to the business class cabin. Wow. So you have your own personal. I'll be with you for the flight. My wow. name is so and so, and hot towel with the tongs. Wow. wow, hot towels. By the way, big theme on the honeymoon. Mm. There were a lot. Of hot towels, <laughs> a lot of hot towels. Let me tell you something. You you come to expect a hot towel. You, you it's hard not to be a little accustomed to the hot towel treatment. Here's my question: When you get a hot towel from some fancy establishment, little tray rolled up, real nice tongs. Mm. Then they shake it open, mm-hmm. hand it to you. How much of you are you washing with that hot towel? I f- face than hands you go face face i i do a hard wipe down of the face mm-hmm. get refreshed wash wash either hand off and place it down. a lot of people just go hands yeah i go a lot of my body do you do, <laughs> so you do face i did face i did hands and then <laughs> i waited till she left and i even did armpits <laughs> no, you and didn't, def- i certainly did oh and neck God, we'd insane. been traveling we're, we've been traveling. Insane. That's that's my shower on the plane. You guys packed pretty well for we that did. much traveling. It was a battle. So so Sierra had hinted at the fact that she did sort of like the vacuum packing yeah. technique. Yeah. Which is these, all the rage these, these days. These cool bags that you roll shit up yeah. in. And then you fucking... It's, it's cool and it's nice, but I will say that when we because we went to three different places, yeah. you unpack and then you have to repack that way. They, which is such a bitch. Three times. It's one of the worst. It's it sucks. Yeah. Um. You need a full hour to do it. Did you bring? Did you accumulate things when you were over there? Not too? really. That's good. We didn't because we knew we couldn't. Yeah, I like packing burner items too for this reason because like it's nice mm-hmm. to be 
make it easier to pack going home. Oh, throw stuff away over there? Things. Yeah. yeah like, what do you leave? Uh, like, for, for toiletries, if you exhaust some of your travel size toiletries, that seems to make a dent. Maybe some clothing items or if something gets ruined or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. Or like a pair of shoes that you're retiring. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Leave some, leave some burner shoes over there. You did some damage on the country count, too. Yes. You did a nice... I think... Are you giving me Qatar? No. No. You don't get guitar. I wouldn't get you guitar. Have to leave. But but still, it's not. <laughs> but it's still it's still nice though, dude. And it's important, guys. You gotta hit double digit countries. It's really important for you in your life. You Who? gotta hit ten plus as a as a minimum. I was way over ten. Before You're way this over. Trip. Yeah, I'm saying yeah. in general though. Like it's yeah. reminding me that like you gotta do it. Yeah, we then we got Kenya. We got uh, <laughs> we got uh, Rwanda, obviously. We got South Africa. Oh yeah, and fucking South Africa too, you dog. Yeah, but we spent one night at an airport hotel in South Africa. Yeah, but didn't you? It counts. It counts. It does count. Counts. You said you leave. Yeah, counts. we left. We walked airport. across the tarmac. Oh, but you didn't leave the airport area at no, all. No, you go. You exit the airport doors and you walk across, and the airport hotel was across the street. This is a this. This would need to be escalated to the next Whoa. quarter. I don't. I don't think we get South Africa. I don't. Th- I wouldn't necessarily. Except it. that we had insane experiences in the South Africa airport, which I want to get to. Okay. And which which might give us because of how interesting, weird, and and unique these experiences Potentially open were. To it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, did you miss your uh, oops beans? Well, a little bit, but you know what? It does hail from. The, the East Africa. That, that part of the world. Yeah. And so we were drinking the delicious coffee of Rwanda, which is like their number one Interesting. export. Sick. And I couldn't help but think to myself, boy, this has subtle hints of the oops beans. <laughs> a, <laughs> little taste, a little taste of home. Brooklyn All these, I travel across the world only to get this uh, same delicious coffee that comes to my kitchen and my mouth every single morning <laughs> thank god yeah. we have brooklyn roasting company bringing this incredible east african beans coffee via the oops beans to our our lips each morning you just love to see it man it's the best coffee in the world you got to get yourself some brooklyn roasting company go to brooklynroastingcompany.com right now use promo code oops beans yes you'll get five percent off of your order uh, brooklynroastingcompany.com oops beans the, and the discount applies to all of the products not just the oops beans if you decide you want to try some of the other stuff the flavors are all delicious uh, get some Brooklyn Roasting Company today <laughs> but okay so Q Suite yeah so hot towel pajamas <laughs> I saw the picture I was like pajamas yeah. living his best life you go yeah. into the, the the bathroom in the for the business class cabin was nice mm. it was bigger it had like hand lotion face cr- lotion it had different things there was like wood paneling it was very clean tissue box with an inviting tissue that was almost wafting <laughs> in the air um you know, nice stuff. Mm. And then our seats. Oh my god, dude. Fuck yeah. Well, you you just there's like <laughs> there's like a the seat is set so far back from the aisle. There's almost like another seat that you could sit down. You go, come in from the aisle, there's like a bench that you could you could chill on. And then your seat, which is your bed and That's has the it. under thing. Multiple seating areas. Huge TV screen. And then we had 
there's two seats that ironically face backwards. Wow. So we were facing against the direction of the airplane, but those two, it's every other row in the middle, are together and have a divider which you can push down and then recline your seats to create a queen bed together. Which we had. Oh, my God. So we could, like, cuddle. You could theoretically mile high club. We could, except the doors to your Q suite do not go to the ceiling. Got they it. come to about nose level. There's a little bit of interest. So the flight attendants can peer in, probably for that reason. They don't want you smoking you want you or piping. Smoking each other, dude. Smoking and piping. <laughs> Piping and smoking. Yeah. Um, That's badass. But you easily probably could have thrown a little blanket over yourselves and done a little push-push in the bush. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, I watched Dune for the fourth time. Nice. Love that movie so much. I had a Cocker Spaniel. Hell yeah. We had some champagne. Did you take any Xanax? I did. Nice. How, I mu- ate how much do you take? 0.25 milligrams. Nothing. That's like a quarter of a bar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need like half a bar won't even put me down. Huh. I need. I, I've, I've been experimenting. I think I'm going to try taking more. I, I'm, I've been. Xanax makes me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. So keep going. The, the dinner. They do a, a meze platter mm. of different hummus mm. selections lovely they had this beet hummus with mm. warm focaccia rolls yum yum buddy game yeah. over yum i mean delicious meal for a guy who doesn't eat bread my honeymoon might as well have been <laughs> bread but it was just a bread tour yeah i opened the bread floodgates you know ryan loves bread you don't Do eat bread at all bread? Well, i make focaccia but that's it uh-huh. Make, I'll make, make some for you if you want some time. Yeah, bring it in. I love for you. To I'll bring it in. I'd love for you to make some focaccia. I will. Fresh, Ryan. I, will. I love. Some, I would like some focaccia. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, I'm not a big bread guy. Yeah. I just oh. consider it an evil. Yeah, it's just like no, because I, you know, it probably contributes to your your lean physique. Well, and also when I go to a restaurant, it just it's like it puts such a damper on your appetite. Yeah. Yeah. I want. The food that I'm ordering, the good stuff, yeah. I want to be hungry for it. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. And I've learned that over time. Yeah. Another yeah. problem is, too, that when I have one roll, one I want roll, more. Yeah. It's like Pringles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but some buttered bread. Mm, oh, yeah. my God, dude. No joke, bro. So had the mezze platter. Then, I, then they had a spicy lobster roll on the small plates menu. And by the way, they immediately tell you when you get on board, food, anytime. Wow. Anytime throughout the flight, you can order anything from any menu. Breakfast menu, dinner menu. And so immediately I was like, I'm going to, you're going to regret that policy. (laughs) I'm going to abuse the hell out of that. So I ordered this, I ordered like an appetizer, an entree, and a a lobster roll. Wow. Badass. And she looked at me and she was like, What? <laughs> and I was like, "You fucking heard me! What? You okay. heard me! Sorry. I want it all! You told me I could have it all!" <laughs> so I had all that, you know, ate it most of it, ninety-five percent of it, and then uh, for dessert, I can't even. Remember. They had some delicious creme brulee bullshit, something like that, and then I 
passed out and slept somewhat fitfully because there was that gentle but never-ending turbulence. Yeah. Yeah. Was there ever any bad turbulence? No. Yeah. But it just never yeah. stopped shaking you a little bit the whole time. Yeah. But, you know, next thing you know, uh, there's only three hours left in the flight. Okay, so you got like five in. I think I got like eight. Wow. Jesus. Wow. I, think I got eight. That's but phenomenal. It's what, 13 hours? It's 14 hours? 12 and a half to Doha. Got to Doha. Um, one hour layover. Easy. Uh, nice that, airport. Yeah, I didn't see much of it. No. Our, our gate that we were leaving from was very close to the one we arrived at. So we walked over, got on that flight. Now for this flight... Our seats were not together. We had, we had both had window seats, one and then one behind it. To have my own was another treat unto itself. Wow! wow. Because this time to have how long your, is this flight? Five and a half to Kenya. Nice to have that just my own room oh my to God. myself. Oh, you Dude. feel like you're the president. <laughs> That's sick. It was Air Force One. That's sick. It was awesome. That's phenomenal. Can't speak highly enough of it. Loved it. You know, so many more hot towels. Guitar for the win. Yeah, really good. Got to Kenya. Kenya was amazing. The Maasai Mara. What? So, okay. Like, Nairobi, what's it like? Is it popping? It is. Nice. Busy. It's smoggy. Mm. Industrial. I don't know. But there's like some, didn't there's get some... to know it much. We stayed yeah. at an airport hotel, and then the next morning, we got out, went to a, a smaller airport. We drove through some of Kenya. Cool. Um, and we flew out to the bush. Sick. On an hour, hour and twenty minute flight. Kenya, the 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 you know we this, let me tell you something. We got to that airport, small airport. It's called Wilson Airport, and it's the, the other airport. Yeah, it's the local airport that's going to fly you to safari destinations or various places around kenya i guess mostly prop planes you're in this waiting room and it's all white westerners wearing exactly the same shit you're wearing like safari gear it's the nigel thornberry canvas (laughs) green light washable foldable shirt from rei yeah. You know, it's it is Cargo short. pants that zip off into shorts. Yeah. <laughs> all from that really thin material yeah. that's like it it's the most unflattering clothing imaginable. Uh and they're all it's a lot of old some you know overweights, British couples, yeah, yeah. um Australians, tons of Americans. And uh, you're like, oh, is this who we are? <laughs> are we them? I know that feeling. Yeah. You think you're doing something like that no one else is doing, and then you see 10 of you. Well, you've come so far. I know. What a fucking You've come journey. so far, and then to hear everyone be like, did you bring the malaria medicine? <laughs> Todd, did you take your malaria pills? Did you have any uh, any side effects? No. Not really. I, didn't I was totally fine. Yeah. But there were a ton of mosquitoes. Did you continue taking them when you got back? The whole time. Yeah, I, yeah. I followed through. Yeah. I didn't want to fuck with it. Yeah, so no, no Um But we, uh, you know, we... To clarify that, you're supposed to take your malaria medication for a week after you get home. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. So we, uh, yeah, we, I don't know. That, that bugged me. 
was hearing all Americans. I did not like running into Americans. Yeah, yeah. In I agree, it's a buzzkill. In Kenya, especially in Rwanda, because in Rwanda, we thought we had found something really unique. We were doing something truly unique, which we were. You were. And you fly to Kigali, and then you take. I mean, then we we were in Kigali for the night. Because when we booked the trip, originally, you had to quarantine for a night before you oh, went to God. see the gorillas. They don't let oh, you go see the gorillas until the gorillas you get COVID. a COVID yeah, test. Yeah, I guess it makes sense, yeah. Um, and so that evening, we went to... That afternoon, we went to the genocide memorial. It's just powerful, huh, right? Really tough. fucking tough. Really tough. Tough to get through. I had a hard time. There's a children's room yeah. that I had to walk out of. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I couldn't finish the video at the end. I couldn't do the I couldn't do the children's room. They yeah. have this like, you know, it's 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 a, 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 a smiling photo, a profile of a child, and it's like, you know, so and so, the name, and then it's like nine years old, birthday, this favorite, favorite color, thing, yeah, dude, and it's like favorite thing, turtles and milk, it's giving me the chills, and here. then it's like killed, machete to the head, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Yeah. What am I doing in here? Yeah, it's you know, but it's it's like, you know, important the, those things. Absolutely, you know? yeah. absolutely. And they have a they have a a like a crisis counseling room in there for people that oh, are too. They have like a counselor on hand. A lot of families, family members that lost family members go to the memorial frequently yeah, yeah. because a lot of the victims are buried there yeah that little thing the little graveyard outside and so you're you're walking the tour you're doing the tour with people who lost loved ones and it happened in our lifetime too which is crazy the it's thing, really recent the genocide memorial room of all the genocides of the 20th century i found to be interesting especially because like some of those just like weren't complete like really on my radar yeah and i'm like oh wow like this shit totally totally happened I know exa- still it happened then and i don't even know about it yeah the the ethnic serbs one yeah um, that one was on there cambodia was there uh the armenia one yep yep um crazy man obviously the holocaust Dude, Dadgrass makes the best pre-rolls. Oh. I think of anything that can be smoked. I agree. Uh, I don't like smoking joints uh, of like regular weed. I get it way too baked. Mm-hmm. I much prefer the smokable hemp. Yep. Dadgrass is legal organic hemp that releases your body and mellows your mind. The CBD products are made with 100% organic hemp that's easy to dose and the effects come on smooth. That applies to the tincture as well, which I swear by. They offer a variety of products from their token smokable pre-roll joints um, as well as their hemp flower and a bunch of different tinctures and stuff. Enjoy the effects of CBD while keeping a clear head. All Daggrass products are federally legal for ages 18 and over and it ships right to your door anywhere in the U.S. Go to daggrass.com slash oops right now to check out their products. Right now, Daggrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order. When you go to daggrass.com slash oops, Go to daggrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's daggrass.com slash oops. Francis. There was a moment that almost went wrong. When you were there? So you go outside. You're doing this walking audio tour. We've got these earpieces in. And each site has a different number. And you press the number. And then you hear the explanation. This solemn British narrator. And... There's this garden area that's been planted and it's very symbolic and there's four different levels of it. And each level, the first level is meant to be the, the unity period before 
colonization and then there's like the colonization period of belgium and france and then it's like this part and the garden of sep then they get to the garden of separation or something like that and there's four benches around and i'm 10 to 15 seconds ahead of sierra in the narrator and he gets this thing and he's like this is the garden of separation Take a seat on one of the four benches and sit alone to experience the feeling of separation meant to be symbolized by the four benches. So I sit down on the bench. (laughs) Five seconds later, Sierra comes and sits on the bench with me. And I'm like, she's not there yet. (laughs) And sure enough, three seconds later, she goes, oh, (laughs) and stands up. And we started laughing. Oh my and we're surrounded by people oh, no. who are like, no one's talking. Oh God! And we're like, no, we're, we cannot fucking laugh. Oh, my no God. one will know why we're laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not a place of laughter. That's but funny. it was like so funny because I knew exactly what was about to happen. <laughs> I knew exactly what had happened once she stood up and was like, oh, sorry. Like, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, ah. <laughs> no, we gotta fucking swallow this. Yeah. And sometimes not being able to laugh when you want to laugh makes it even harder. Yes, you know? very much so. What made you guys go there? All right, we had a guy pick us up at the uh, at the airport who was our driver and our guide, and we didn't know at that time. We thought he was just gonna bring us to the hotel, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then the next day we would have someone take us out to the gorilla area. We didn't read our itinerary that closely yeah, like, cuz yeah. it was like 15 pages. Yeah. Of but that also had like background of the country mm-hmm. and all this and you know three pages of lists of things to bring. Um but as it turned out, he would be with us for the next 4 days. Oh wow. He drove us out into the country and then would pick us up in the morning to drive us to the gorilla area, pick us up at the end of that to bring us back to the hotel. And was truly one of the most important and wonderful people we met on our entire trip. Yeah. His name was Bridge. Speaks uh, Kenya Rwanda. Uh, he speaks Swahili, speaks French, and speaks English. And um, I would speak French with him. It was really fun. Uh, he picked us up from the airport. We started asking him about the genocide memorial, if mm-hmm. that was something, and, you know, quickly find out his mother no excuse me his sister his little sister his dad and his brother were killed jesus in the genocide in kigali he and his mother escaped by finding sanctuary in the hotel rwanda wow that the uh the radisson blue right yes is it around it's like I don't think that's what it's... It might have been that then. It has a different... It's a different ownership now. Okay. It's not called Hotel Rwanda. Yeah, I know that. And I asked him what he thought of the movie, and they don't like the movie over there. Interesting. Because, one, it was filmed in fucking South Africa. Mm-hmm. Two, a lot of it, like, sensationalizes the heroism of the Don Cheadle character. They Who's think, in jail now? Yeah. Guy. <laughs> that guy turns out not to be a great guy. Oh, I think that was it was a political thing. Yeah. Okay, well, what I mean, I, he said that he doesn't deserve as much credit got as it, he got. got and like they just got a lot of the things wrong. But mm-hmm. he was like, "Yeah, I was there for a week." That's crazy. And they cut the the Hutus cut our water supply into the hotel, and so they were drinking from the, the swimming pool. Oh my god! Out back. Whoa. Um, and I said, "Well, why didn't they come in?" 
and get everyone. And it was because somehow the army had captured, um, I think, the children of the like Hutu military leader. Oh, wow. And they knew that a lot of important like political Tutsis and, and, and sort of refugees and things were hiding at the hotel. And they said to the Hutu militia, if you go in and kill those people, we're going to kill your children. Jesus. Dude. And so there was this standoff there. Jesus. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're so open about talking about yeah. it and they want to educate yeah. and they want to share and they have forgiven on a level that is it's pretty impressive beyond belief i I, I remember thinking i mean i can't forgive people that have like said mean (laughs) shit to me on twitter two (laughs) years ago and they've forgiven people who murdered the rest of their family pretty incredible like reconciliation overhaul yeah and the way everybody encourages everybody to go to the museum which is why i asked i was curious if like he was the one he did and was really glad that we were willing to do it yeah um and brought us there and then drove with us and we just talked to him he's i talked to him about his country he's so proud of rwanda and mm-hmm. how far it's come they're so proud of the they really have the shit together over there they do yeah. and they are very eager to tell you that yeah. to the degree that on that one night we were in kigali they were like we were like can we go out to a bar and he was like of course yeah. the two of you can walk down the street you'd be totally yeah. fine totally yeah, yeah. safe and then we got back to the hotel and asked another guy that we'd kind of become friends with who actually met us at the bar for a drink. Sick. We were like, yeah, can we do that? And he was like, hmm. Oh, interesting. Maybe. Interesting. And what you learn is that there is such an eagerness to rehabilitate the image of Rwanda and, and correct you know, from this horrific horror that they experienced that there's a little bit of propaganda kind of disconnect from maybe mm-hmm. i think the i think the image they're putting out is probably a few years ahead of where they actually are in my perception of that is that the ruling party while enlightened have you know potentially abused 100 percent. and you're sort of like not allowed to talk bad about nope. you know what i mean so that's not that's never good that's that's exactly that's right. the main thing. They for speak me. in the most glowing terms about their president, yeah. who, for all accounts, has done a world class, incredible Nelson yeah. Mandela almost Absolutely. level job of you know bringing the country together. To, you know, He's totally a war hero too. Yeah, tearing down these ethnic identities and turning it into we are one Rwanda. Nobody talks about Hutu and Tutsi anymore. Even to ask someone, are you Hutu or Tutsi, is offensive. And they say, if you're going to ask that, ask me what my father or my mother was. Mm -hmm. Because they were assigned these identities. They're like, we're Rwandan. Yeah. Um, And and so they speak. They're like, the the president, the president, he's amazing. We love him. We love him. And then you start doing a little bit of digging. And he's been president for 19 years. He's about to win yeah, another term. Too, he'll get 99% of the Yeah, and a lot of his sort of political dissidents and jail. critics have gone, have been found dead in hotel rooms yeah. in neighboring countries, Uganda, Mozambique, South Africa. Yeah. And and you're like, hmm. Eh. But <laughs> I I spoke to, in at our next place in in Rwanda, there, we, we became very close friends with this awesome couple there who the guy was very informed on African history and culture and stuff. And he was like, with that said, 
this was a country that was so steeped in bloodshed and violence and all transitions of power were the result of violent coups that to assume there would just be this light switch flick into perfect democracy is absurd. Mm -hmm. And if this president has achieved what he has by murdering 15, 20, 30 people that, you know, tried to take, take his rule, that's the way it's, that's a, that's a far cry from how things are. It's the, and maybe it's the only way that this could have happened. Mm -hmm. So I think people probably know and accept it and are fine with it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, yeah, it's interesting, but I do, I did remember feeling like it was pretty fucking safe. Yeah. Same. The one thing I'll say that the, the vehicles, cause there's a ton of traffic Mm. and it's crowded. Yeah. They spew fucking exhaust, dark, dark exhaust on a level where you can't even, you cannot ride around the city with your windows down. Yeah. I was getting headaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was bad. But we drove the next morning out. Okay, real quick. Yeah. I, I want I want to hear about the safari too. I know I skipped that. <laughs> you completely skipped. I'm it. sorry. We can bounce around. We're gonna get into the safari stuff. Lots more to talk about. Animals, honeymoon, all of that. Keeping you up to speed on our lives as well. Uh, in, in the next episode, we have to hear about. And dude, also, I I want to throw this in here because it's funny. But dude, I've started a, a school in Afghanistan. I've, I started and have funded f- with with some of the help with help from none other than Ping Pong Brian. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and I, I raised a little bit of money and ended up like using it towards starting a school. Well, for fuck's sake! I know, I know. Can yeah. we get involved? Yeah, and we'll 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 talk more about how. But, okay. Yeah, yeah. Julia's Lots whole Afghanistan stuff. trip coming up. We have not seen each other in a month. We have so much to catch up on. We're trying to do it in a, as expeditious a, a manner as possible. <laughs> but boy, you know us. We like to take our time telling stories. Yeah, so yeah, uh, that's Oops the Podcast for today. We'll be back um, next week. Oh, with... we got some facts with Ryan. Oh, we got facts Real with quick. Ryan. Sorry. All right. Uh, bodyguard. National average cost for a bodyguard <laughs> is 20 to $30 per hour. Surprising. That's not bad. That's just general search. That's good. Fox News, <laughs> most watched cable news network. Bingo. Wow. Wilson Airport opened in 1929. Nice. Oh. And uh, speaking of towel warmers, the Beauty Pro hot towel warmer is 57.90 on Amazon. <laughs> could be it could be a good fresh way to start off an episode of the podcast. Yeah. It could be nice. Uh, hot towels. Wash. Hot towels. Could be nice. Could be nice. Thank That's you, Ryan. It. Excellent. Yeah. Um, okay. What do you got? What do you got? Francis? Uh, not too much coming up. Uh, as things do, I will let everyone know, but for now I don't have too much on the schedule. Cool. I'm a wise guys in, uh, uh, West Jordan, Utah, 14th, 15th of October, uh, evening muse, Charlotte, North Carolina, October 20th, blind pig, Ann Arbor, Michigan, November 12th.